ladies and gentlemen i come to you with one question that has literally just popped into my mind and feel and i feel like it's overdue how do you set fire to rain adele i need answers and then was public enemies chuck d bring the noise From the Fifth End Podcast Network, I am Chaya Taylor, and this is What's Good. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you've all had a good week in the circumstances. Yeah, just a random question. Just, just, just a question. How do you set fire to the rain? T- tell me, Adele. Tell me, how the hell do you set fire to the rain? I'm sure there's been. I'm sure there's plenty of answers if I go search for it. But it literally popped up into my head as I was just about to record because it started raining outside. I was just like, "How do you set fire to rain?" <laughs> just, just, just came by. It just came by. But anyway, um, little housekeeping. So uh, that uh, drop in well has dropped this week so far. Uh, Chinema Charlie Volume Three: uh, Summer Madness dropped on Monday. Go peep that on Five EPN Radio. Link is in the full show notes all the way down for the other podcasts uh, in the 5VPN or whatever, wherever I call it. It's in bold. Just go look for it. And uh, also, Insert Source just dropped as I record today, yesterday, if it drops on Thursday. Um, uh, Insert Source, yeah. So, uh, episode 32, I think it is. And uh, I was in that, hosted it uh, with the homies, uh, Mickey and Brandon. And yeah, we talked about uh, some good subjects, uh, one of which is actually going to appear at the end of this particular show. So if you want to go peep that episode of episode 32 of Insert Source uh, for the article I brought on that episode, <clears throat> and then come back and uh, peep the last segment of this episode, because uh, they basically intertwine. Um, I was going to mention the article I've got for this episode and use it for Insert Source, but I literally totally forgot until until we finished recording. Um, so I was just like, well, it's still on the mind, so I might as well bring it to Oscar though. Might, might as well. Why, why waste it? Why waste good journalism? Um, but yeah, apart from that, uh, yeah, friends, good. I got my camera finally, and it is beautiful. It is so, so beautiful. It's, it's just... It's glorious. So I'm I'm happy. I'm content, and I'm ready for August. Um, just just waiting till August now. Nothing nothing else for July. Nothing else for me here. I'm ready for August, and we're gonna head straight to that after this particular episode, aren't we? I, th- I think so. Anyway, um, if I'm correct, if I know my days. Uh, but anyway, let's get into the show formalities before we begin. Email to the IG. Discord link all that, all, that, all that in the full show notes. Go peep the articles uh, that are in the full show notes. Go peep for yourselves and support the writers and make this show possible. And with that said, I feel the due. Let the beat drop. Let's get into the show. In a week where London suffers uh, from flooding, so yeah, the 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 pre the pre apocalypse tour is continuing on. London got some flooding, obviously not as bad as the as the as the ones in Germany or Belgium or uh, Netherlands, 
but, but flooding nevertheless, and obviously the wildfires in America still going. It's all going well. Speaking of which, uh, over 160 people have died and 100 unaccounted for in West India. Uh, so they have monsoon season over there at the moment, uh, but the monsoon season is on crack, basically, and it's killing people. So there's a bunch of flooding over in West India. Uh, Stop and Search is going to be expanded. Um, so shout to the government, shout to the UK government for strengthening Stop and Search. I wonder who's going to suffer from that case. Um, and funny enough, uh, there, I actually saw a headline today saying police chiefs uh, were completely unaware that Boris Johnson was doing this, uh, what does he call it, crush crime or d- defeat crime bill? Uh, not even a bill, but just like an initiative. Um, they, they had no idea that it was happening. So they, they literally got the news the same time we did. So I love that communication. And uh, yes, yeah, this is not going to be a bloodbath at all. It's going to go swimmingly. Crime is going to end in the UK, guys. Crime is going to end as if, you know, as if all robots. Um, the final victim of the Florida condo collapse is identified. And the last number for that uh, total deaths was 98. And lastly, uh, a leading UK epidemiologist says the pandemic by, Octo- by quote, October time, we will be looking back at most of the pandemic, unquote. Now, he did say also in a piece I read that, that he, uh, you know, said there's obviously still going to be deaths, there's still going to be hospitaliz- hospitalizations, um, but it's going to be a lesser, you know, a lesser clip than, you know, the first, second, third waves that we've had. Um, in recent times, so yeah, guess gasps. I guess <laughs> I I don't really know what to think anymore. I really don't know what to think anymore when it comes to all this. I'm I'm just continuing on what I'm doing. Um, if I feel comfortable going to a place, I feel comfortable going to a place. Uh, if I feel like I need to put on a mask, I put on a mask. Like it's just it's just that free reign decision now. And um, you know, I'm just keeping cautious, uh, more cautious than most. So we begin with <laughs> speaking of cautious. <laughs> This story is absolutely fascinating to me. It doesn't, it boggles my mind uh, how this is even happening, but it is happening, and it just, it's just, it's, I, I, I just have no answers. I do have answers, and I will get to those, but it's just, it just boggles the mind. So let's get to this. So this is a column via Bill Plaschke of the Los Angeles Times. It's called NFL Players Who Won't Get Vaccinated Should Get Flagged for Recklessness. And um, this is just funny because, like, you're gonna hear it by you're gonna hear it on this article. But uh, you know, there are players that have been saying like, "I'm not gonna, uh, I'm not gonna get vaccinated for this, this, and this reason." Some people threatening retirement. Imagine of all the things, and if you're if you're privy to the NFL, right, you 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 know that uh, players have you know they do a lot to keep their bodies in check, right? Um, they they may or may not be injected some shit, you know what I mean? But they're definitely doing some. They definitely have to do extreme measures in terms of you know a normal person. Um, they have to go through extreme measures, right? And have to really ditch some principles, okay? But vaccine, vaccine, COVID nineteen vaccine. Oh no, that's what the principles come in, guys. That's what the principles kick in. Believe it or not, weird weird how that works. But let's just get into this article. It's just it's just absolutely amazing. A serious tweet was the silliest of threats. It was Arizona's five-time Pro Bowl receiver, DeAndre Hopkins, standing up for his right to be dumb. Quote, Never thought I would say this, but being in a position to hurt my team because I don't want to partake, don't want to partake in the vaccine is making me question my future in the at NFL. Unquote. The tweet was later deleted, but still, dot, dot, dot. 
Hopkins was saying he doesn't want to partake in a potentially life-saving medical procedure that would safeguard his family, teammates, and community. Fine. His future belongs somewhere else other than the NFL. Then there was a tweet from the Rams' league's uh, Rams's league best uh, cornerback Jalen Ramsey offering support for foolishness. Quote, I know two people right now uh, who got the vaccine but are COVID positive. Dot, dot, dot. I'm just saying. Dot, dot, dot. I wouldn't look at a teammate as bad if he get if he don't get the vax. No pressure. Five. Uh, unquote. Wrong again. There should be plenty of pressure. Teammates who don't get the COVID-19 vaccine aren't just bad. They're selfish and misguided and dangerous. As NFL training camps begin next, this, uh, this week, our new national pastime is teetering on becoming a national disgrace. The league reports that at least 75% of its players are at least partially vaccinated. This is higher than the 57% vaccination, vaccination rate of all Americans over the age of 12. But there is such variance that five teams have rates below 70% and the league lags behind other major sports. These numbers are troubling enough that the NFL is taking punitive action with a series of rules revealed last week and good for them. And good for them, basically. Uh, Unvaccinated players uh, will be subject to strict protocols that will separate them from the team. With those players facing a $14,650 fine for each time they break those protocols. If a team suffers a COVID-19 outbreak that causes a cancellation of a game, then the team will not be paid for that game, meaning unvaccinated players could be taking money out of that team's pockets. In addition, a vaccine is required for all team staff members, an edict? Is that how you say? Edict? 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 Uh, That has already led to two teams parting ways with coaches. Rick Dennison, the Minnesota Vikings offensive line coach and run game coordinator for the NFL's fifth-ranked running attack, was reportedly bounced. So too was Cole Popovich, a co-offensive line coach for the uh, New England Patriots. Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad for either guy. It was their choice. Also, don't feel bad for the players. Even even as Las Vegas running back Jalen Richard is tweeting, "We playing in jail this year." <laughs> oh my god! Oh the 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 the, the what's the word? Um, the the theatrics. We playing in jail. Yeah, sure. Okay, jail. That's that's a that's a elitist chat right there man we're playing in jail that's a, that's a bag of talk right there that, that sounds like that, that sounds like straight from news, newsmax or fox news like, let's be real uh, no it's not jail it's a lingering pandemic fueled by the delta variant and if they're not going to protect themselves with the science then they're a threat to themselves and a potential health hazard to everyone else according to the C- uh, cdc uh yeah cdc uh yeah, uh, 99.5 of COVID deaths over the last six months occurred in unvaccinated people, and 97% entering hospitals hospitals are unvaccinated. Quote, there's no scientific reason to avoid getting vaccinated, said Anne Rimoin, a UCLA epidemiologist. She noted that the NFL has every right and every reason to punish those who make that choice. Quote, businesses, and the NFL is a business, are going to have to make a, a important decisions about what the, what their risk threshold is, what they're willing to tolerate. And vaccinated people are at increased risk to everyone else, she said. Uh, this Delta variant has upped the game. People shed so much virus, even with the even with good vaccines, they're not 100% perfect. So you'll see unvaccinated infecting the vaccinated, unquote. In other words, contrary, contrary to what some players believe, an unvaccinated teammate is a lousy teammate, quote, 
if you have all these vac unvaccinated people uh, most likely to get vaccinated, it will impact everybody else on the team, Remind said. While there is no iron team, there is a potential for infection among that team, unquote. In coming days, as players begin congregating to, in locker rooms around the country, uh, there will be plenty of chatter about this subject, including locally. A month ago, the Chargers were reportedly one of the league's least vaccinated teams, but quarterback Justin Herbert has been vaccinated, and apparently those numbers are improving. Elsewhere, such as Dallas's Ezekiel Elliott, have acknowledged uh, receiving the vaccine, but refuse to condemn those who don't, quote, I got the vaccine just because I wanted to put myself in the best situation to be out there for my team week in and week out, he told reporters. But I mean, uh, not everyone feels that strongly, or maybe other people still have their view of vaccines. You can't force someone to do something that they don't want to do to their body. Again, guys, NFL players. Talking about vaccine. Okay? Just just, just saying. Just, just, just going to throw that out there again. <laughs> But remember, nobody is forcing anybody to do anything. Quote, you can have freedom of choice. It doesn't mean you have freedom of consequences, said Ramoyne. Then there, there will be players who uh, vacillate vacillate about vaccine. Is that a word? Vacillate? That's a great word. Uh, guys like Tampa Bay's Leonard Fournette. Last week he stated, uh, quote, vaccine, I can't do it, dot, dot, dot. In a now deleted tweet. But this weekend, in meeting with reporters, he said he was still considering it. Quote, I know a lot of people who got the shot and still got the corona, Fournette said. Just taking it day by day, week by week, talking to the doctors, trying to figure out what's best for myself and the team, unquote. Fournette said his coach, Bruce Arians, gave him one request. Just don't get the team sick, he said. Then just get the damn shot. I just love this. I, I love this. Like, it, it doesn't... Guys, 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 guys. The reason why when the vaccines were initially introduced and people like and the places like Pfizer, Moderna, and Oxford, AstraZeneca, etc, etc, the Cuban one now, the Russian one that came, that came and went, all right? The reason why they put efficacy rates such as 94 or 92 or 77%, right? The only reason they put those there is to state that these are not 100% cures. These are not cures. These are preventative measures, right? They, 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 they prevent, they help prevent, okay? They don't block off, okay? Yes, you can get the shot and still get corona, but guess what? Because you have the vaccine in you, it won't kill you. Or might or might or has a less chance of killing you. I might say it won't kill you. Has a lesser chance of killing you. That's all it is. You just have a better chance of staying alive. And an even better chance of, you know, getting it, feeling sick for a few days, and then getting right back on the horse. Instead of two weeks uh, bedridden, or even worse, hospitalised, needing a ventilator, or even worse than that, dead. Okay? That's all it is. That's all it is. It's a preventative measure, okay? It's to stop. It's to it's to not not. It's to slow down the spread, okay? It's to slow it down, not completely kill it, okay? That's all it is. It's not nobody saying a vaccine will kill it. They're not like There's no lies here. There's no lies. Nobody's saying a vaccine will kill it. This is not a. Nobody's chatting shit. There's everyone saying if you get the vaccine, you just have a less a better chance. Uh, you know. If, 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 if you get it, 
you just have a better chance of getting back on the horse immediately. That's all it is. It's like when you have a headache and you take a bit of paracetamol. You might still have the headache, but it will lesser a bit, you know? That's all it is. It's a preventive measure. It's not a cure-all. Nobody said it was a cure-all. Nobody's lying. Okay? This, this is some... This is some... Weird, like, uh, guys, the vaccine... How long's the vaccine been out? Like, like half, a, half a year, nearly? That's, that's more than that, maybe? I forget when it dropped, but, you know... Like, when it dropped, like, it's a shoe. You know, I forgot, but... It's been out for a while. For people, for, for people to say... I'm st- I'm taking it day by day, week by week, talking to the doctors. You don't. It's it's so simple. It's the it's the simplest shit ever. I'm sorry. It's so simple. You don't need to talk to doctors consistently. Like it's it's. If you don't if you if you don't know by now, I mean seriously, man. How how you how you just how you. Why are you allowing yourself to just raw dog life like this? I don't get it. I don't get it. And also, again, you're NFL players, guys. You've probably had drugs I've never heard of. You've probably had treatments I've never heard of. And most people would never, ever experience. Yet you, yet a vaccine is something where your principles kick in. You're just like, mm, don't know about that. Are you fucking serious? Are you fucking serious? It, it, it boggles my mind. And the fact that you're risking everybody's bread... Cause, cause, let's be real. Not many, not not many people, not many uh, uh, American football players play American football um, just for the love of the game. Not many of them are going to do it for free. Okay, they they're going to get that. They're going to want that check. Okay, they're going to want that check. And if they don't get that check, they will go elsewhere. If uh, if, if their team ain't getting that check, they will try and get another check elsewhere. That's you know what I mean. They're not doing this for free. Okay. So the fact that you guys are willing to risk not just your pee, but everyone's pee, boggles my fucking mind. Joke, ting, all around. And even worse, uh, there's one story from um, Washington, I'll leave it here. There's a story I, ta- I saw the other day of uh, while looking this up. Uh, Washington football team head coach Ron Rivera has literally recently, off, uh, recently beat cancer. So he's 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 uh he's uh what's the word um uh not immune but the other word um I could I could just say not immune but you know so I'm, just, I'm trying to figure the specific word I can't think of it but you know what I mean right he's sensitive all right health wise he's very sensitive health wise and if he gets COVID don't know what the fuck will happen regardless if he has the vaccine or not right and there are players in his in he's coaching. <laughs> that haven't vaccinated the absolute disrespect you have and you are pulling off on your own head coach to not get a vaccine because you don't know because because you don't quote unquote know the facts yet or you think that you know because you get the vaccine you can still get COVID yes you are correct and <laughs> And you have the and you have the gall to 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 walk about, uh, potentially without a mask or however you're doing it, and you have your head coach who recently is uh, in remission, and has to wear a mask because he's just consistently uh, he he has to he has to wear a mask because if he gets COVID that's a, a, you know fuck, prayers up you know what I mean, uh, the disrespect you must have 
Like, the lack of respect you must have for your head coach, who's in remission from cancer, and you ain't getting your shot. Like, unfucking believable. Like, I, I just don't get these people. I really don't. The fact that you, A, risk your own bread, risk your, uh, potentially blow up your own careers for this. The principle aspect to this is mind-boggling when for everything else that happens in the NFL and I could li- I could spend five ten minutes listing off the amount of principality violations to me personally in my view uh, that the NFL does and NFL players and, de- and the whole ecosystem does and this is where you draw the line give me a fucking break I hop into sport, but well, second sports topic. Did I even say sport beforehand? I don't know. Um, second sports topic, and uh, it's Olympic related, but it's, it's it's not it's not the Olympics because I didn't I didn't want to, you know, uh, talk about the Olympics, uh, you know, thoroughly because I just would have if I started, I would just go on for half an hour, and uh, I feel like uh, there's no point. Uh, there's, there's no point. Maybe maybe at the end of the Olympics, I might you know give a few gas, you know what I mean, get get some gas on, but I'm enjoying it, I hope you guys are enjoying it for whatever you're seeing, um, but yeah, I, I just didn't want to talk about one particular story, because there are plenty of stories to talk about, and uh, I only have four topics, so I didn't want to, I didn't want to do one, and then not do others, you know what I mean, so, we, but we might, we might, I might do something later, who knows, in uh, later episodes, um, so this one's uh, interesting. It's, uh, it's actually about uh, becoming an Olympic sport. It's literally called How to Become an Olympic Sport. It's by Emily van der Werf uh, of Vox. And uh, I just found this interesting because obviously, you know, you may wonder why the hell is something like skateboarding is in the Olympics? Or or, or you or you may be me and wonder why the fuck uh, equestrian and modern pentathlon is in the Olympics. Um, you know? You may be you may be in the right like me and ask those questions, um, but overall it's just interesting. So it's called how to become a leader of sport, and let's learn how to become a leader of sport. I, I mean, in parallel universe, I am an Olympian. I believe that fully. But anyway, uh, an amazing new, uh, amazing six new sports will be contested at the at Tokyo Olympics. That's the most new additions to an Olympics in, since 1920, when 11 sports entered the mix. The quote-unquote new label is a bit elastic. Two of the sports that added to the Tokyo Games, uh, the closely related baseball and softball, were featured at the Olympics as recently as 2008, before being dropped in 2012 and 2016. But the other four are complete newcomers, karate, skateboarding, sport climbing, and surfing. All six will join Olympic favourites like track and field, swimming, athletics, 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 you call it athletics, not track and field, by the way, um, swimming, and gymnastics. Uh, for the incoming sports, inclusion in the Olympics uh, offers an important global spotlight and, crucially, the opportunity to grow. Quote, the Olympics are the highest, largest, most visible stage for any sport. Surfing being in the Olympic Games will be, a great for, will be great for surfing. We'll be, able to, we'll be allowed to communicate our message and our lifestyle to billions of people, said Fernando Aguirre, uh, president of the International Surfing Association. Continue on this quote. It's developing surf. Is developing surfing, taking it to Africa, to Asia, to Latin America, to areas where there are incredible waves, uh, quote unquote, but there aren't as many surfers. Uh, There are there's just one catch: these six new for Tokyo sports won't all be part of the Paris Summer Games 2024. Skateboarding, sport climbing, and surfing will be featured in 2024 with a surfing competition located in Tahiti. 
What? Nearly 10,000 miles away from Paris? What the fuck? Why the hell would they bother you then? If it's not in France, why bother? That's crazy, anyway. I didn't even know that. That's funny. Um, Where's that? Yeah. The Paris games will also add breakdancing. Gang! Gonna be so good to see that. For the first time ever, but baseball, softball, and karate will be left out. That's a shame. Uh, Why not not keep karate, honestly? Like, karate, taekwondo, or taekwondo, uh, you know, judo. I think that's a good mix, you know what I mean? A couple of martial arts thrown in there. Uh, I think Muay Thai is uh, maybe coming into the frame. Um, Anyway. Uh, yet come 2028 in Los Angeles, the summer games will likely re-expand to incorporate baseball and softball again. Uh, whether breakdance will survive the 2028 is anyone's guess. Please, 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 please. Hope so. Honestly, I feel like breakdancing has like, such a good case because it's literally international. There's so many countries that are doing breakdancing consistently, um, more often than some of these other sports. Like, who, who, who's doing a question? Like five countries? I'm being very glib. Um, I don't know how many countries, but I'm, bit, I'm just being a dickhead about it. Uh, the endless uh, shuffling of events all stems from the initi- an initiative designed to update and revamp the Olympics. Called Agenda 2020, the program was adopted by the IOC in 2014. aims to give individual host cities more control over which events are middle sports. The, go- the goal overall is to make the Olympics less of a behemoth and an economic boondoggle. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that, that's what's that's what's going to stop it becoming an economic boondoggle instead of you know ordering uh, countries to make stadiums that they don't need to. But that's beside the point. Let's continue. Wasting time, apparently. Uh, unfortunately, the shuffling also leads to uncertainty for a number of sports, which might be included for one Olympics and then cut from the next. Uh, the variety of events on offer will provide more pro- will provide more adventurous choices for Olympic viewers. Uh, who like watching the sports they might not be able to see easily, like me. Uh, yet, given uh, given how much stability and economic freedom is granted by a sport becoming a permanent part of the Olympics, the answers that uncertainty can be devastating. Can't even say the freaking word. Uh, the divide between core sports and everything else at the Olympics. The Summer Games will always feature a number of quote-unquote core sports. These sports have long histories within the Olympics and they are so closely associated with the event the Olympics would feel weird without, say, gymnastics or, or athletics or swimming. An IOC working group suggested that the number of core sports uh, be set at 25 in 2013 with weightlifting, wrestling and monopentathlon competing for slots 24 and 25 in that number. I mean... I, I, I'm not Mono Pitafin has to go. I, I, I'm not really here for wrestling or weightlifting either, but Mono Pitafin has to go. I, don't, I, I just don't care. Um, at the time, the group initially recommended that wrestling be dropped from the program. It was seen as a sport prone to doping scandals. That's a good point. With ineffect, in a, yeah, ineffectual leadership uh, failing to keep corruption, corruption in check. Just uh, Yet just a few weeks later, the threat against wrestling petered out as the IOC's full voter membership opted to keep the sport... Uh, in the games. Wrestling has been a part of the roster every Olympics since and has yet to be dropped from the core sports program. In addition, golf and rugby sevens, first presented in Rio 2016, have continued to make the cut for inclusion at subsequent Olympics. Thus, the summer games sure seem to uh, sure seem like they have 28 core sports, not 25, but the IOC keeps uh, fainting towards bumping that number back to 25, presumably to keep everybody on their best behaviour. The threats against wrestling are a good example of how that IOC pressure works to externally police the sports federations that it recognises. That's a good point. I actually didn't think about it like this, but it's a good point. Quote, when wrestling was potentially going to be dropped from the Olympics, it was a huge shock. The Wrestling Federation 
uh, got rid of his lead, uh, leadership and got new people in, said Sidney Bauer, a freelance journalist who has covered the Olympics for nine years. Uh, to another quote, uh, yeah, uh, and the IOC had had a vote at its main session, and then just put in re- put wrestling uh, back in the core sports. Uh, so nothing changed. This was an excuse for the IOC to use its political pressure to change the World Wrestling Federation. That's actually a great point. Um, I didn't actually think about that uh, in in that case of you know keeping 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 the federation so to speak on their toes, which kind of um, you know. Uh, for something like athletics, for example, that has had, you know, a bit of a history, you know what I mean? And I think road cycling, of course, I don't know if that counts as a core sport, but I'm sure it is. Uh, you know, something like that. They were so entrenched in Olympics and, like, uh, definitely not going to be into the, you know, into the 25th, 26th, 27th. Um, you know, th- th- that's just going to keep going and there's no pressure on that front. So, eh. Yeah, I don't know. But um, for the sake of time, I'm going to skip a little bit to the next subheading, which is uh, what are we including in the Olympics being popular with the kids? We'll sure help you out. And it's obviously where breakdancing that comes in. Becoming an IOC recognized sport is a long process crowded with bureaucracy. Uh, but in essence, it involves building out nat- uh, national, regional, uh, and dis- international organizations that can be collected under the banner of IOC recognized sport. Essentially, also countries need your uh, need to love your sport which will give you uh, give you an athlete base and an audience to hold regional events which will uh, which will then allow you to expand to international events which will hopefully eventually land your event in the Olympics the IOC has a list of criteria it checks off for inclusion but those criteria are somewhat nebulous uh, as you can see discussed here by the international F- uh, federation governing uh, the sport of Muay Thai there you go uh, which was granted provisional recognition by the IOC just this year there you go so I was talking about uh, there's also a lot of glad-handing and politicking involved in the process. Uh, building the right connections within the IOC is a must, as is navigating many other sports, federations, and competitions. Yet you likely have a leg up once you're a recognised uh, once you recognised sport if you either appeal to young people or to the citizens of that of the country hosting that current Olympic Games. Hence, why karate is in Japan right now. Uh, in particular, there's been a prece- uh, pronounced focus in the events. Uh, that have been added recently on fighting sports uh, that will appeal to quote unquote the youths. The IOC has increasingly used the Youth Olympics, a perpetually beleaguered event for athletes between 14 and 18 years old, as a way to try out events that might merit Olympic inclusion. Breakdancing, for instance, will make its Olympic debut in 2024 after a successful trial run at the 2018 Olympic Games in Buenos Aires. That's actually, I did not even know that. Fascinating, did not even know that. Um, the use of the Youth Olympics to try out new sports is a hallmark, Bauer said, of the IOC uh, under current president Thomas Bach, who uh, took office in 2013. Quote, it's an ethos of, OK, we need to appeal to young people. We need millennials and Gen Z to be interested in Olympics and they don't care about wrestling. No, <laughs> we fucking don't. <laughs> I do not give a fuck. Uh, judo? Into. Wrestling? No. Uh, they don't care about weightlifting. Facts. Uh, they don't care about track and field. Um, excuse me, I do. Pause on that. Pause on that, sir. Um, I do. So you know, I speak for everyone apparently. Uh, so how can we get young people interested, but also not change everything we've done uh, with these core sports because they're very old federations and make a lot of money? Uh, she said. That was a question, by the way. At the end. Uh, back Buck has uh, kicked off numerous efforts to streamline the games. 
and make them more flexible. Even with four sports added to the 2024 Olymp- uh, Games, for instance, the overall number of events will decline from 339 to 329, with most of the cuts coming from the boxing and weightlifting programs. Uh, what's more, the IOC's efforts to include events will allow for full party, uh, full parity between men's and women's events have improved considerably under Buck. Uh, the number of women competing in Tokyo should be 48.8% of the total number of competing athletes in the 2024 Games, hosted at 50% on the dot. That's well up from 38.2% at the 2000 Olympics in Sydney. Did not even know that statistic. That's actually quite fascinating how it was even how it's never been 50%. I haven't even thought about it like that. That's crazy. Uh, the flexibility developed under Buck. Uh, I love saying Buck, by the way. Just, that's why I'm putting so much meat on it. Uh, also allows individual sports to be tried uh, out one Olympics at a time. If they prove wildly popular, they might be added to future games, especially if their sports don't. Uh, they are sports that don't quite require building uh, expensive facilities. Surfing, for example, mostly just requires having an ocean. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Uh, the, this approach also allows recognised sports an opportunity to, opportunity to compete in included, uh, to be included in games hosted by countries where they are popular. Baseball, softball, surfing, and skateboarding seem like cinches to be added uh, in LA Games in 2028 because all four sports are wildly popular in the US and in California more specifically. Uh, that's a great point. That's what I was, th- that's what I was thinking about. Uh, any sport that is popular in America. Uh, might bid as well. Already cricket, yeah, I don't see that coming. Uh, uh, da, 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 which is not po- super popular in the US, but it's growing in stature, especially in areas with large South Asian immigrant populations. And flag football, okay, that's interesting, uh, are vying to be added to the 28 games. Other sports with a footprint in the US, such as Ultimate Frisbee, might have a shot as well. Should they vie for inclusion? Damn, we're gonna see Marquez in the Olympics. That'll be sick. I don't know how old how's how's Marquez? Like twenty nine, something like that? Big up MKVHD, man. Well done. Uh finally, there are more uh, recent uh reforms allow these more recent reforms allow for shifts in the long time stranglehold that events uh, popular in Europe have had on the Olympics. Baseball fought for years and years to be included and its struggles have been widely attributed to the fact that while the sport is incredibly popular in East Asia and the Americas, it's not as popular at all in Western Western Europe. The case against baseball. Ow! Hit my laptop. Uh, the case against baseball in, sight, in the Olympics is slightly more nuanced than uh, quote people in Europe don't like it. Uh, baseball is a sport uh, played only by men, and its previous Olympics inclusions uh, were not commercially su- successful. The consolidation of baseball and softball into one federation took care of the first problem. A successful event in Tokyo could take care of the second. Baseball is also making uh, great strides internationally with federations spinning up all over the globe in places like South Africa, Israel, and Brazil. Uh, there's a couple more paragraphs, but I'm going to kill it there, because um, there's just a few, uh, y- you know, pro-Europe bias and, uh, you know, just a couple of quotes. But, uh, yeah, I think the point has been made. I, I, I would, I mean, flag football and frisbee. I mean, I, I'm here, I'm kind of here for the, for the, the localised essence of it. Like, if there's going to be, if there's, like, you know, for example, right, if there's going to be, like, an India Olympics, right, highly doubt this going to be in soon, but, you know, just for kicks, let's say there's going to be an Olympics in Delhi, right, you're going to have cricket, you're going to have, t- you're going to have, like, T20 cricket, for example, right, you're going to have T20 cricket popping off, and that'll be the most watched thing, like, uh, you know, I and, and the youth thing is interesting because, um, 
I mean, I I always thought uh, here's my hot take, right? I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this one hot take as a sport a sport that I feel guarantee you someday will be an Olympic sport. Trust me on this. But uh, or listen, just listen to me now. Believe me later on. Okay, I'm gonna kill it here. I'm gonna kill the segment here. But here's a sport that you lot should be looking out for, and will be an Olympic sport within 20 years. Guarantee you. Okay, within five Olympics, let's just say within five Summer Olympics, this will be an Olympic sport. Tag. Tag. Tag will be an Olympic sport. Specifically, that free running tag uh, that you see on YouTube. Just just look up, like, World Tag or, uh, like, uh, yeah, I think it's, like, World Tag. Just just look it up. Like, it's, te- it's like, f- teams of dudes on the same, on a very, uh, I think, like, it's the same course all the time. And they free run and chase. Like, it's, it's actually kind of lit. It's really fucking entertaining. Uh, I don't know how popular it is with the youths. Um, I don't know what sport is popular with the youths. I feel like most sports, uh, you know, like football here, American football and baseball, well, not even baseball, but basketball and American football over in America, like uh, football everywhere, you know what I mean? Just karate obviously makes sense in Tokyo. I don't really get it. I don't really get what sports are, you know, not in the Olympics and the youths don't watch, you know what I mean? I don't really know what sports there are. You know, I get skateboarding, that makes sense, right? But, um, you know, that could have been integrated like 10 years ago. Um, but for me, tag. Put tag in the Olympics and I guarantee you it will actually be lit. Trust me on that. Listen to me now. Believe me later on. I hop into life and uh, this is an article I actually uh, saw uh, last month in June and uh, I, I had it bookmarked in my Twitter and uh, you know sometimes I just clean clean out my bookmarks on Twitter and I started using more and I saved this article meaning to put this on the show and I forgot to uh, until I cleaned out my bookmarks uh, a few days ago and I was like oh, do I include this and honestly I feel like if I don't then uh, I never will so I'm gonna do it now uh, not in sexy a sense of you know get it out of the way because I feel I do feel like it still needs to be talked about. Um, but uh, yeah, it's a little bit outdated. But I think the point I think the point stands from the title itself, and the title is called "Do African Lives Matter?" And well, you can answer that for yourself. Uh, I feel like most of us have the same answer. But let's just jump right in the article because this is I I feel like this is a story that you probably haven't even heard of uh, unless you're you know in these kind of circles. Uh, so it's via James North uh, in The Nation. On May 22nd, the uh, Nira Gongo volcano uh, erupted in eastern uh, DRC, uh, Democratic Republic of Congo, uh, sending half a million Congolese people fleeing to safety. Many of the refugees carried their mattresses on their backs, often for more than 10 miles. Why? Uh, Kambale Musavuli uh, is a spokesperson for the U.S.-based solidarity group Friends of the Congo. He, is, he has been in contact with his family members who fled uh, Goma, uh, the city at the base of the volcano. He explained, quote, People know what to do if they have to become refugees. My parents and grandparents had to run from violence in the past decades. 
they were there were there were already 5.5 million displaced people in Congo even before the volcano erupted. My relatives don't know when they will be able to return. They know they will uh, there will be nowhere to stay wherever they end up. So they bring their mattresses so they will have some place to sleep. Unquote. The rich world has exploited the mineral wealth of the DRC uh, for more than a century. But once again, when another crisis hits, there is silence and inaction. This chronic indifference has contributed to what may be the worst ongoing humanitarian crisis anywhere since the end of World War II. The International Rescue Committee has estimated that since 1998, at least 5.4 million Congolese people have died from violence, hunger and disease. So far, the Western Indian, uh, West, West Indian, the Western media has um, has covered the volcano crisis inadequately, and there is absolutely no sense of urgency in government offices in Washington, Brussels, or London. If a tragedy on the same scale were happening anywhere in America, Europe, or Japan, plain loads of journalists will be en route. Jan Egeland, there's no there's no N in there, so it's Egeland. the former humanitarian UN official who heads Norway relief, Norway's relief effort is in Goma and describes the crisis as, quote, the largest neglected emergency on earth, unquote. Egeland uh, warned that the global humanitarian aid appeal for DR- DRC was only 12% funded by mid-May, even before the volcano erupted. Another aid, uh, aid agency, CARE, said that 7 million Congolese uh, were one step from famine. DRC and its 87 million people may seem remote from readers in the West, but powerful Western businesses are to blame for much of their misery, including mining, mul- mul- mining multinationals like Glencore and Ivanhoe, and a billionaire Israeli businessman, quote-unquote businessman, named Dan uh, Gertier. Or Gertler. Is it Gertler? Yeah, it's an L. Sorry, it's not an I. Gertler. Uh, Gertler's case is particularly shocking. He was allegedly so corrupt that even the Trump Treasury Department sanctioned him in 2017, hampering him from doing business globally. Uh, Trump lobbied by attorney Alan Dershowitz reversed sanctions during his last week in office, but fortunately the Biden administration reimposed it very much. There's no way to know for sure, but a well-placed source estimates Gertler is worth somewhere between $1 and $2 billion. There is a lot of money. Uh, there is a lot of money anywhere, but the con- DRC's total government budget for 2021 is only 6.9 billion dollars. The economic crisis forced a 23% reduction in from 2020. Here's what the U.S. Treasury Department said when it sanctioned Gertler. He is quote uh, quote is an international businessman and billionaire who amasses fortune through hundreds of millions of dollars worth of opaque and corrupt mining deals in the DRC. As a result of his actions between 2010 and 2012 alone, the DRC reportedly lost over $1.36 billion uh, in revenues from the underpricing of mining assets that were sold to offshore companies linked to Gertler. Unquote. The DRC desperately needs money to fight hunger, improve the skeletal health system, and maybe uh, and just maybe start to construct a professional army to replace the roving bands of, the un- of unpaid, unpaid brigands who steal and rape Especially, especially in the East. If there is anywhere on the planet where the rich world has a long-standing historic responsibility to help, DRC is such a place. What's more, there are special ties between DRC and African Americans. By one estimate, 25% of Africans who were kidnapped and brought to America originated from the country's west. In the country's west, from the area then known as Congo Kingdom, uh, spelled with a K, uh, Professor Robert Ferris Thompson's Flash of the Spirit has detailed at length the Congo's influence in African-American music, art, and religion. 
Congo Square in New Orleans uh, ha- was the only place since uh, enslaved African Americans were allowed to meet together on Sundays. <coughs> uh, Friends of the Congo is raising funds for Yole Africa, assuming that's the Yole or Yole, uh, where a well-known grassroots community group based in Go- based in Goma uh, that is providing food, water, and a place to stay uh, for the volcano refugees outside uh, the immediate danger zone. Uh, Petna Indelico uh, founded the group in 2002 to promote the arts, critical thinking and community welfare. Yole means come together. Indelico said the DRC government and international aid aid agencies have been slow to react, so the group is trying to step up its own relief efforts. Quote, among among those uh, we are helping are farmers whose fields were buried under lava flows, he said. Uh, recently, knowledge about the DRC's history has thankfully improved. Adam Hoschild's book, uh, King Leopold's Ghost, uh, 1998, now regarded as classic, apparently, uh, describes in sickening and thorough detail how the Belgian king, uh, with the complicity of, the, of Europe and the United States, murdered early generations of Congolese in the greedy search for ivory and rubber. Hoschild... Uh, yeah, Hoschild uh, estimates that some 10 million people died between 1885 and 1908. Tragically, the ongoing acute crisis means the DRC's exploitation and suffering did not end with King Leopold's. And I think I've talked about King Leopold in this, on this show before, and, uh, you know, that, that just that whole thing just... Whew, wow, 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 like, Belgian, bro, you need to talk. You need to pipe the fuck up, because... Uh, yeah, there's um, there's some, there's some shit there. There's some real shit going on there. Um, uh, you know, as pertains to King Leopold's uh, history on that front, um, just go look up King Leopold, and it'll probably be one of the first things that come up. Or even if you even want to type up uh, King uh, King Leopold Congo, shit, you're good. You're good for that information. But you know, this is one of those cases where I was, I was reading it last month, and I was just like, I've literally not even clocked this. I literally did not clock it. And, you know, I've had this conversation with myself and I've probably had this conversation on the pod before talking about, you know, how, you know, if this was, if this was even 20 years ago, if if this wasn't on the news, nobody would know. If this wasn't on BBC News or a newspaper, you wouldn't know. Uh, If it was 50 years ago, then shit, no way, no way you'd know. Unless... British Pathé uh, covered it. You know what I mean? Just th- th- that's the only way. That's the only way you'd know. Only way. So, um, you know, in some ways, the more the longer we get, uh, the longer we go, uh, the more times we're gonna get. We're gonna be we can we can be possibly privy to this kind of thing and to stories like this. Um, but hey, knowing is half the battle, and uh, doing is a whole another thing. So. Now that we know, and now that we're aware, you know, what are we going to do next? And now we finish off with uh, our music segment and... uh, like I said, uh, I was talking about Winnie Houston on this week's research source, and uh, I brought this to the guys um, before the episode, before the episode, a couple of days before the episode. And I was kind of like, uh, you know, extra homework, you know, to add to the conversation to spice up a bit. Uh, but we totally forgot it and just got into the article itself. 
Uh, shout out to Constance Grady on the article, by the way. Uh, but this one is by uh, Salome uh, Halu uh, via Variety, and it's called Whitney Houston Hologram Concert to Come to Las Vegas in October. And you know, I'll, talk, I'll I'll read the article a bit. Um, it, you know, it's pretty short. Sure, oh, well, it's pretty sure actually. I might as well just read it all. But yeah, it's the overall concept of just like these these hologram stuff and deep faking as well. You know, we could talk about that in a sec. Uh, it's just the whole the whole bringing someone back to life kind of thing really makes me uncomfortable. So let's just jump right into the article as well. anyway. Uh, Whitney Houston's estate. Uh, has announced uh, that an evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston hologram concert, a new residency at Harrah's Las Vegas, uh, will begin October 26th. Now, the concert will feature the virtual image and voice of the late singer backed by a live four-piece band and background singers and dancers performing all the hits according to promotional video. This event has been in the works since at least 2019 when the estate first announced its partnership with publishing management Primary Wave. Primary Wave acquired 50% of the estate's assets. And the singer's former manager and sister-in-law, Pat Houston, shared plans for a hologram tour, an album of unreleased tracks, and a musical. Uh, Despite questions about the ethics of using hologram technology to engage with the dead, Pat Houston has repeatedly shared confidence that Whitney would have appreciated the event. Quote, in 2011, Whitney and I discussed her idea of an intimate unplugged concert tour. It was a project we called Whitney Unplugged or an evening with Whitney, she said via press release. While Whitney's no longer with us, her voice and legacy will live on with us forever. And even Whitney is another chance for us to relive and celebrate that the talent that was so that we were so lucky to receive for more than three decades. And we're excited to bring this cutting edge musical, musical experience to the fans uh, who supported the pop culture phenomenon that was Whitney Houston because they deserve nothing less. Pat Houston, exec- executor, executor, yeah, executor of the singer's estate. Uh, the project is a collaboration between Houston's estate and Bass Hologram, whose CEO Brian Becker added in his statement, "Quote: It's an honor to be able to add to her, uh, add to her legacy with this project and present her in- uh, incomparable talent in a way." Will resonate with longtime fans and new generations alike. If you were lucky to see Whitney perform live, this is an opportunity to see her again. If you weren't so lucky, this is a clo- this is the closest you may ever get to experiencing uh, experiencing what it's like. Unquote. Tickets for Whitney, Whitney, the Whitney Houston, uh, will go on sale Friday, July twenty third at ten a.m. via Ticketmaster. Okay, let's go back to the Pat Houston quote. Um, and, and try and look, try and, guys, try and look for the word hologram for me. Just, 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 uh, just I'm going to read the quote again, but, you know, keep, keep an eye out for the word hologram and, and just let me know if, uh, if you hear it in these sentences, because, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just wondering. <clears throat> so the quote is, uh, in 2011, Whitney and I discussed her idea of an intimate unplugged concert tour. It was a project we called, uh, we, Whitney Unplugged or An Evening with Whitney. She d- she said via press release. Did you guys clock hologram? Did 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 you see that anybody? Did oh oh I get it because it was twenty eleven and she wasn't dead yet. She wasn't dead yet. Like yeah yeah she was alive yeah that intimate concert oh fuck yeah I'm here for intimate concerts right personally for me an intimate concert with like fifty hundred two hundred people is so much greater than an arena tour. So much greater than an arena show for me personally. I'm here for that intimacy, okay? It's so much better. It's the best experience, okay? Um, 
But that's when they're alive, guys. That's when they're alive. I'm not here to Pete Whitney hologram, man. And there's some there's something about that and you know, deep faking. Uh, you know, there's that film with James like a deep fake James Dean is coming through. Uh, I think the Mandalorian did the Luke Skywalker once, and I guess that's fine because Mark Hamill's alive, I guess, but eh, it's a little bit sketchy for me personally, not into it. But um especially when they're dead, it's just fucking weird to me. It's fucking weird to have a hologram it's like uh I don't. There's a. There's a. I. I feel like if I was religious, this would be some kind of sacrilege. I don't know, right? I'm not privy to religion like that, but I feel like there's something religiously, eth- just ethically, definitely ethically wrong with this. I don't care if Pat Houston's in in with it. I don't give a flying fuck. If if you're talking about if you were talking about in 2011, an intimate show when she was alive, then fine. But but the the big the the big difference between then and now is that she's dead. Let the woman rest. There is so much. Ugh, it just don't taste right with this. It just doesn't taste right with me. It doesn't. And now that I think of it, I was think I saw this headline and I was like, oh, that's not great. And then I was thinking about the two pack hologram thing. Like the exploitation there is absurd. The exploitation is absurd to me. I, it it just it boggles the mind. Like guys, if if it, I I mean I saw um what was it the BET Awards last month or a couple of weeks ago where how long it was and you know Method Man, Michael K Williams, Griselda, obviously Swizz and them, Locks, you know they did a big ass tribute for DMX. And do you know what they did? They just sung lyrics to DMX. They just put in the lyrics to DMX and put this and and you know they just they just recited DMX. That I find respectful. But if you just have a hologram of DMX months after he's dead, just sit, standing there, that, that that's exploitative to me. That it's just ethically wrong. And and it's even worse thinking about the relationship that Winnie had with America overall, and just how they completely built her up to something she wasn't, and then just tore her the fuck down as soon as she did a drug. Like it's it's so it doesn't none of this tastes any way good. It makes my skin crawl thinking about it, and um. Yeah, I, I, I'm not even, I'm not even one of those people that are just like, you know, you're, you're, oh, you're, you're disrespecting the dead, right? But it's just uncomfortable, right? It's, it's just uncomfortable. Like, why would you want to, guys? Just go watch a fucking YouTube video. Just, just go watch a YouTube video, okay? Just, just go watch that. Okay, there's, there's plenty. Just, just go do that. Go, just go do the normal thing. Alright, just even even in that even in those situations it's like, you know, in terms of Whitney Houston's story, I just wonder like what was she going through at that point, you know? But even with that said at least she was alive, right? Just with this it do, it just doesn't I don't know, it don't it don't sit right, it doesn't taste right, it feels exploitative, ethically it just seems so wrong. And I just don't know why. In order to to you know, you know, someone's art lives, for, art lives forever, guys. Art really does live forever. 
if you if you take care if 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 at least some somebody takes care of it if somebody preserves that art that art will certainly last forever you know art dies when everyone forgets about it and and it's not even in and it's not accounted for it's not archived okay Whitney Houston is still listened to this to this day okay by millions of people right on a monthly basis on a daily basis maybe okay this doesn't need to happen. This really doesn't. Just just go watch a YouTube video, guys. It's not that deep. You don't need to do this. You don't need no not you do, as a, as an audience member, you don't need to see a hologram Whitney, okay? If you want to go see a band like I am going to see okay, I'm going to see Reimagine uh in a couple of weeks. And basically they do orchestral renditions of uh, certain albums and certain artists right now granted they're they're only doing art they've they've so far been doing well as far as i know they've been doing albums from artists that are alive right and there are uh, not they're orchestral editions so they're a bit different right but if you if if they wanted to do whitney they would just do the music they don't have vocalists doing it and in that front, I'm fine with it because you know someone covering it, right? Everyone covers shit. Okay, that's fine because everyone knows if they're paying to see it, they know it's not Whitney, but it's going to be a cover and it'll be a nice cover, right? And it's going to be a good band behind it, right? And that's fine. But this just comes off as so distasteful. All of the above that I said before, and um, <clears throat> yeah, it it just it just leaves a bad, real bad taste in my mouth. And with that said, we shall leave it there. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Fifth Amendment Podcast Network, I've been Charlie Taylor. This has been Moss Good. Intro music has been too much by Vanilla. You can find his uh, uh, link in the full show notes. Thanks to Drop Records for being to use the track. You can also find their link in the full show notes below. Thanks to Mappy Hire for the use of Charismatic for the interlude. You can also find his link in the full show notes below. And with that said, hope you all have a good week. I shall always try and do the same. Until next time, take it easy. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs>